five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Race at Home podcast, your premier podcast for the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I'm Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually three times the charm by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam. Welcome, gentlemen. Well, we made it. It, it took a while, but yeah, we had some technical issues before we hit, hit record. I don't know if you can call them that. Chris- well, no. We we had technical issues when I was hitting record. Yeah, not you, before. You when? you you just figured a way to point. mute us out and and have a a one man watch point in here as well, like for just for yourself. Hey, Maybe I should do that too. Trademark. You can't say that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. So 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 what are are we are we breaking the news that the three of us are going our separate ways and we'll have one man watch point, one man watch point, and one man watch point. The OG. I, I believe it's uh, watch point, watch pointer, and watch pointed. Those are the so one man ones. watch point, one man watch pointer, one man watch pointed. Yes, like exactly. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That works. I mean, I like you know the number of shows where it starts off with like a show, and then they have all these different iterations. Um, like one of the these reality shows that I've been watching lately, Below Deck. There's oh, like no. below deck Mediterranean, below deck adventure, below wow. deck <laughs> down under or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's, I won't judge. I won't that. judge. I'm I'm watching through uh, Hell's Kitchen right now, so okay. You know, at least that's semi-educational. Unless you want to learn about working uh, on a boat. <laughs> that, that's no, it's, that's it's high like praise. Watching. Um, you know the whatever world's greatest chef or whatever. Uh, junior, where there's like a six year old kid who's whipping up like an egg scramble that is better than anything that I could ever dream of trying to even think of, let alone make. Yeah. 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 Educational. All right. Um, speaking of educational, this podcast hasn't been so far unless it has. And then that's kind of cool. You got to learn about, you know, what reality shows we're watching. But we are here to talk about the Overwatch League. And guess what, guys? The world's greatest secret has finally come out. Toronto has a team. No, caught everyone by surprise. No one had any inkling that it was about to happen. It happened. Um, the players that were announced, no one had any clue that it was happening. I mean, I was just shocked. My mind was blown. So we'll be talking about that for a few minutes this episode. Um, the Overwatch League has some news-ish. Uh, and then uh, Overwatch itself, we're wrapping up Season 2, going into Season 3. And we got a fair amount of information uh, from the devs about that. So, uh, uh, you know what? Why don't we uh, move off of Below Deck and Hell's Kitchen and uh, get to the... What is it? The payload? Yeah. Let's start pushing the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! As I alluded to, the greatest secret in the Overwatch League is out. The Toronto Defiant have a roster. If for some reason you hadn't heard this since, what, November, uh, the Toronto Defiant announced officially that they have signed Kaluge, Hydron, Speedily, Sam, OG, Ultraviolet, and Surmajet. Most of that roster was 
understood to be in Toronto. Uh, like you had Sam talking about moving to Toronto on a stream prior to the announcement. Um, was it, I actually, it wasn't, I think Sam was talking on stream. I don't know if it was post announcement or pre or pretty close, no, but he was pretty. talking about how uh, Aspire was to have joined Toronto, but instead he decided to, to stay in Vancouver. Um, oh, I see. Which I, you know, a little juice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, as much as, you know, Toronto may have waited till the ink was actually dry. I'm not saying I'm underwhelmed. It's just that it's sort of, why did you wait as long as you did? Yeah. Perfectly whelmed. (laughs) I'm perfectly whelmed. I have the right amount of whelm. Whelmed. It's, 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 I agree. Like, imagine this would have been like an early announcement. I, I, I guess everyone would be way more hyped, not just because of um, the announcement of the team, which is we're going to talk a little bit about that, but also the amount of noise the other teams were making. You know, all, all the crazy movements and 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 crazy signings and teams like Boston coming out of nowhere with with huge uh, uh, signups, and and now finally the thing that everybody will already knew about. It's kind of like, ah, uh, okay. Move along. Nothing to see here, you know. I mean, there is there was a little bit of a change there when um, we saw that Kaluja is on the roster, right? Instead of, I guess, Reiner, or that was that like? Well, yeah, and, and but I, I don't <clears throat> like the Kaluja announcement. You're right. People expected Reiner, and we've since learned Reiner is experiencing some health issues that he is looking to get sorted out. But I don't think people were right. completely shocked that Kaluge was on the roster. I think it was Kaluge Reiner was what, what the expectation was. Yeah, um, yes. But again, we're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah, I mean, everyone all of a sudden started talking about this rumor, and I, I, I was like, where'd you hear this rumor? And nobody could tell me where it came from. But... I chose to believe none of it until it was confirmed. So I was perfectly shocked and surprised when it came. Oh, out. okay. Um, what entirely? Like a hundred percent shocked? Just yeah, caught him off guard. Well, let's see how many players do they have. They have seven players, and two of them are from shock. So I was whatever percentage that works out to be uh, shocked. So <laughs> two of seven. Yeah, yeah, two of seven. What was that seven equal? Shot. Two goes into well, seven three times. Something it's like, like that. 30-ish percent, like yeah, 27 exactly. to 30 exactly. percent. So, yeah. you know, almost a third whelm. If <laughs> a third it's whelm. It's uh, a... <laughs> a. Okay. I think that's enough. <laughs> a bit less like than 30. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm about... What do you guys think of the roster, 90% though? excited, though. Hmm. Well... I I like what Toronto's looking to cook here, but I have to ask: Have we not seen Toronto attempt to cook like this before, and find themselves hmm. not necessarily making it to the grand finale? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's in the. That's the thing for Toronto. We we know they've been vocal about uh, well OEM was uh, about their desire to win, and that's what they have done in the rest of the leagues that they operate in. And they've been not secretive about their intentions to do the same in Overwatch League. And and 
you know, evidently they did try many, many things. But like I wrote, I thought about this roster and I wrote this down. Like, good news, it looks like a good team. Bad news, it looks like a good team. So <laughs> it doesn't look like a great team, which is maybe what uh, um, Toronto was planning for. Maybe they're planning for synergy or some something uh, magical happening by picking up a squad that played before, kind of like Runaway uh, pickup for Vancouver. Although I don't think that it's the same scenario where these players have already been around the league and maybe they'll get like boosted from just morale or, or synergies and, and, you know, OG and older Violet are there and, and lots of guys that have uh, relationships before, but man, like they're not going to be better than shock. They're not going to be better than Ray. They're not going to be better than Boston, Dallas, Houston gladiators also debatable, but maybe closer. But again, that's, I don't know. Um, I'm excited, uh, but I wouldn't say I'm, Oh, we're going to win the league excited, you know? I'm actually a little bit surprised to hear you say that. Um, not not that I think they're necessarily going to win the league. I think you're right, Chris. This is we've we've heard this story before from uh from Toronto, but I do feel like this is the most cohesive unit they've brought mm-hmm. together thus far. If you want to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. pre-existing synergy, um the Agreed. the tendrils of connection are you know, all over the place here. Obviously there's American tornado, but then there's collusion Sam both being with shock. There's speedily OG ultraviolet all being, uh, um, uh, Atlanta. Um, you know, there's hydron and Sir Majed coming from Florida. So it's, there's so much kind of at play here that I do have high hopes. What I'm shocked to hear you say, Alex, is that they're not going to beat some of those teams you listed. Because I look at a, right now, I feel like Atlanta, Boston are the scariest. Um, I I mean, San Francisco probably as well. But if you discount San Francisco because they technically don't have a full roster yet, then I look at Atlanta, Boston, and I think, yeah, those are going to be tough. But, you know, Florida right now, who does have a complete roster, I think they could beat them. Um I mean, sure. Vegas. I did not most, mention most Florida, though. I, I think I think they're right true, on the true. tier with Florida. Maybe See, a little bit. I better. would. I'm I'm honestly wondering about Dallas. I know we have we have Rush, obviously, um, leading the charge over there. We have Hanbin the Great. We have you know Edison the Impressive and Sparkle <laughs> as well, who's also another nice adjective. Um, <laughs> Sparkle, but. Yeah, he's sparkly. But I, I just don't know that I see that roster as that impressive. Um at least on at least on paper. I think sure. Atlanta Boston are probably the scariest. And other than that, I see them as being pretty competitive here. Um you know, obviously yet to be determined. Um I've heard it other places as well, but my biggest concern is is the ego problem, right? Um which is going to happen no matter what when you have personalities. And I've said before, that's my same fear with, with Boston is are these players, these all-star players going to be able to work well with one another, right? Well, 
I completely agree with where ego can get in the way. I was going to say, I think if there's one thing that Toronto might have going for them with this particular roster comparative to seasons past is there does seem to be maybe a greater level of cohesiveness. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was actually Ascot who was talking about um, building a roster with the Titans as to how we wanted to have a, a cohesive group. Yep. Um, and I think that's something we're probably seeing more of. Mm-hmm. Did Toronto have cohesiveness in the past? maybe At not times, like maybe. yeah like but there Somewhat. was there was always there was yeah. always something like whether it was prior to the start of the season or when the season was going on you know there was smoke that oh so and so isn't happy so and so isn't happy so and so isn't happy and if something like that exists it it, it unfortunately can be a drag on on others and yeah. that tension is not good for any you know professional organization let alone an Overwatch League team I just think I'm tempering expectations with the Toronto Defiant and making this more of a, a, a show me season as opposed to a, I trust that this is going to be the way things are season. I mean, it would be good to have, um, you know, Kazors or Adam or both join us. Maybe they will <laughs> at some point to, to talk about how is this season different? Um, I mean, we could, we, if we had Adam, I would, point blank and say like, Hey, you've told us in the past, there's a two year plan. There's a two year plan. This is what we're going to do. And we've not really seen any of these two year plans actually go for <laughs> what years. we can see as two years. So yeah. is, is, is this <clears throat> it? I mean, I would hope so, but yeah, I, I've maybe been fooled too many times. You touched on another point that I think is, is exciting, honestly, um, is, and, if I'm the one pronouncing it wrong, I apologize, but is Kasora's. Um Because I think it's largely going to be, I don't want to say make or break for him. I'm sure if things don't turn out well for him as head coach, I'm sure he'll get at least another shot somewhere else, um, you know, if in future seasons. Um, but I think it, it, this is a time for him to, you know, prove what, prove, prove his worth, right? Because he's been sort of, you know, I don't want to say in the shadows in the shock organization up until now, but he's been, you know, not the primary driver. He's been in the backseat. He's been supporting the team and the organization for a long time now. And the fact that he's, uh, you know, personally ready or willing to make this jump, which is not a small, you know, a small leap or anything like that, um, to go from an organization like the shock to Toronto, that's, you know, I mean, geographically alone, that's a ways away. Uh, but you have to, you know, figure in, in terms of organization, in terms of the history and everything, it's a different beast altogether. Um, they mm-hmm. don't have anywhere near the, the, the pedigree that the shock have. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, his, his kind of his first time dealing with all of that. Um, so I, I really do think that hopefully with, with that comes some real, uh, motivation for him to, you know, take the reins and make something happen. You know, comparing to the shock, I mean, what did the shock do in the course of this season so far? They went with young, you know, contenders. Mm -hmm. Um, They went a different track. Whereas what, you know, we've seen Cazores do in Toronto go for known entities, maybe not what would be considered, you know, top tier players in every role, 
but you know, a collectively strong team, if we account for the entire equation, mm-hmm. you know, I, I genuinely wonder of those two teams, cause there will be so many comparisons between oh, yeah. Toronto and, and San Francisco with, with Toronto being the, the, the driver of that, whether they want to it or not as to who is the more successful. So I ask the two of you this based on the rosters there right now, and we're talking just on paper alone, who would you go and bet your dollar on? Between the well, shock I mean, and defiance? I said discounting shock because the. Yes. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Defined are much closer to Vancouver Titans than the shock right now on paper. So I don't. Shock is like contender tier. There's no doubt about it. They've almost won the league last year and now they're even better. So it's hard for me to, to make that comparison. Um, no, but like you, that's the thing is you would you would say shock, right? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah, and I, and that's like that's the thing is I I feel that Toronto on paper on wood on on stainless <laughs> steel it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I just this is again sort of that point in racing. Toronto has sort of gone and built a team like this before, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've we've seen like. Oh, this should this should be a really good team. This is a, a a a collection of some stellar talent. Well, so what do you as think? We've seen. What do you think their target is or their goal? Oh, I think their goal is. They can't expect. You know, to, I don't think they expect to win the league. Um, really? I, th- I I mean, I, I would be shocked if maybe if if they don't say we're going to win the league, be competitive that you could, they could be in the conversation. I think that's what their goal would be. Now, whether or not that's mm-hmm. actually the case. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily agree. I, I think I could see Toronto, if everything works well in their favor, being a top six team. Like a lot of my expectations. Yeah, right. But like one of my expectations, I think they move from gatekeeper to mid. See, and I, I almost think it's too early to, well, I mean, I don't think. Well, I, I know it's too early it to talk early. expectations because half these teams don't even have a complete roster yet. Well, like, that's, if, that is why I said we discount the shock right now. Yeah. Because technically, they aren't at the minimum required players when the league starts, right? Hey, They're at the minimum I, for I now, a, which is five, not six. Five, you know, if you get punched by a huge punch that lacks a single finger, it's still pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like how the shock looks like right now. I'll, I'll bet on that. You know, four fingered punch any day of the week. Um, but below that, I yes. agree. Below that, I agree. Yeah, no, and and that that was the only point I was making is the reason I said let's discount shock because sure. they don't have they have five not six is because they would be clearly a top team. Um, again, I, I already listed the other ones that I do think are are top teams. I mean, yeah, I think if you want to throw Dallas in the conversation as well. Then yeah, Toronto probably falls, you know, fourth after Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, okay. and Shock. Um, but again, if, that's if we're only really sh- taking into account. If we're counting the, the Shock, here, here's the question: If we're counting the Shock with five players, um, Outlaws and Gladiators, these are the ones that are mostly curious about you guys uh, comparing True. them to the Defiant, Fearless, Happy, Pelican, and Shoe. Dante Kefster, Funny Astro, and Lastro. Like these seem to be, to me at least, hovering around that same area. Uh, mayhem <laughs> as well. Yeah. Is that the competition for, for uh, Toronto? If they are above these teams, it's a successful 
season if they're below it's it's not right yeah because like if they're below that's gate they're gatekeeping exactly. right? like that's exactly. there are too many teams above yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a very fair assessment um, for all our very scientific too early assessments here. Uh, I wonder what Chat GPT thinks. I, I understand oh. it doesn't have any context beyond 2020 at this point, but we we should ask Chat GPT. We should we should have Chat GPT as part of the RSP power rankings. 2020 really yeah, use the, the power recommend of science. Signing Shadowburn. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Is he still around? I mean, well, I don't know if he's still around, but his Genji's probably still better than mine. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, Pines, Pines are around, I think. Uh, yeah. If he's interested <laughs> in getting into the All Star game. Uh, right. Um, I mean, is there anything else about the, you know, the Toronto roster that we want to touch on before we, we move along? I think it's going to be exciting. An, an exciting team. Mm-hmm. And a much more, I don't know how to phrase it, a team that is easier to cheer for? I don't know. It seems like a good uh, collection of of, uh, exciting players to root for. They're going to have a lot more personality than we've seen in the past, obviously. And you know that just from the teams they played for prior, right? I think of, you know, the interview we literally did with Hydron. Where he, you know, he's got a bit of an attitude, you know, he's exactly. not in a bad way by any means, but you just, you get a lot of personality kinda when he does interviews and things like that. And reminiscent yeah, of the Atlanta of team, right? They're kind of taking that mantle of being yeah. that uh, uh, vocal NA team in a way. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I can see that hey, for sure. There's um, been obviously some hot rumors that uh, a return to stage will be much more significant. What I mean by that is actual live events. Mm-hmm. Um, we only saw a handful of them last season. Knowing Toronto's done this before and feeding off the, this team will be fun to watch and has personality. Mm-hmm. Was there a let's construct a team that people can actually get behind in a sort of yeah in-person experience? Because like we know prior to the pandemic that defiant roster was a stage team adam said as much we built a stage team mm-hmm. and then we were not, not on, on stage, stage. And we couldn't feed off the energy yeah well and it's also no secret that in esports like your money doesn't come from winning championships at least necessarily yes there's a portion of that but your money comes from marketing your money comes from sales your money comes from yeah. fan support really like well i mean toronto you're right although at the toronto like toronto marketing money is their machine is is very well oiled and (laughs) and, you know if you took that out of the picture with the overwatch league the only place you get money these days (laughs) is uh, winning championships um but yeah i I get it like i think i think you're onto something that that maybe fed a little bit into what you know the the overarching goal i think the goal is succeed have a good successful team but maybe there is that that flair for Mm -hmm. a connection to an audience that Mm -hmm you know, can, can help drive sales, can help drive that engagement. Although the Toronto defiant community is engaged regardless. I'm I'm frustrated at times, but they're engaged. I'm really hoping we see some pushups on stage and uh, (laughs) also the return of Kaluja's entire extended family, uh, a live (laughs) event or two. And I mean, you got to figure they came to the last Toronto event. Now he's playing there. They got to come to the next one, right? Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Battle for Canada will be Um, a very, uh, family-oriented death 
you know, event, no? Well, I mean, Papa Punk has been asking, hey, (laughs) is is there going to be anything happening? And the team's like, we'll let you know when we know, so. No. Along along those lines, I think it would be great if they really played up the Canadian aspect of a battle for Canada in sure. in the sense of, or at a live event or something like that. You know, if if Toronto does host another uh, whatever you want to call it stage final thing, I would love to see them do something like make make I, their own trophy, fill it with syrup, have the winning team chug it on stage, <laughs> something like that. You know, just play into it. You know, have I, fun with it. I agree. I'm all for it. And I think the Toronto Defiant, like, I mean, Adam has quite clearly said when it comes to the Battle of Canada, it is, it is made very clear to the players what expectations are. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I can't speak for the new Vancouver Titans, but we asked Justin two years in a row, hey, how do you, you know, when you, who's your biggest rival, you know, what are expectations playing against Toronto? Biggest rival was not the defiant. And if we're playing against Toronto, we're playing like any, against any other team. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel there's a, that's where the regional disconnect is lost is you don't have the players understanding that regional rivalry, mm-hmm. which is weird because I can guarantee those in Houston and those in Dallas are very well aware as to what the battle oh, yeah. of Texas means, oh, yeah. right? Like, so, I I think OAM gets it. I think the Vancouver Titans from an organizational level would like to do it, but I don't think they understand how to Mm -hmm. execute on that. And maybe this year is different. And maybe it is the maple Mm -hmm. syrup cup or whatever happens to be. And the maple syrup. I mean, the lineup looks pretty spicy, uh, spicy. The the matchups. If you look at both teams, Mm -hmm. you know, on the spreadsheet well, can be and pretty good. The Aspire connection to the rest of the team in Toronto oh, yeah, is true. a storyline in itself, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that if there is a piece missing from that Toronto Defiant American Tornado roster, it's Aspire. I mean, yeah, we talked about Reiner. Uh, maybe that's the piece missing. But Aspire <laughs> imagine, could have easily if, been another key piece. Yeah, imagine if he signs on, on well, the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the Titans do need one more. Um, their Aspire note, and I think, you know, we touched on it earlier. Like, Sam was talking about it on stream, and he was quite candidly saying, oh, yeah, no, we were talking to Aspire, he's supposed to come, but then he lets us know he, he signed in Vancouver and he's sticking around. And, oh, well, not sure why he did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was other smoke that suggested the Vancouver Titans did have Aspire available, yeah. but uh, we're trying to extract many bags in return mm-hmm. and Toronto may not have been willing to pay the price. I do not know, wow. but I honestly think the only reason Aspire was dropped out of Toronto was because they went full Korean, mm. right? Yeah. 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 One of the highlight players yeah. that you let go right. because of the shift and I get it, but they, he's a known entity. He probably would have been that missing link. And I, I think for him, he'd want to prove he made himself the right decision I by, mean, yeah, We're sticking with the Titans. With with, with Toronto, I bet it was uh, an awkward situation. Even when uh, he was playing with them, and he's the, like the only player who can't come, and he's literally carrying uh, many of these battles. It probably was kind of weird. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. Defiant yeah. they have Hydron. He's very comparable to Aspire in terms of performance, and then the types of heroes he plays. A very good Sojourn player, so it's going to be a good uh, matchup. Maybe there's 
too much of an overlap between him and, and Hydron, especially when you consider the bags that you mentioned here, that it just didn't make sense for uh, the Define to pursue him. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, well, two things. I think, you know, Toronto couldn't afford to give Aspire the bag because they had to cut their losses with Chorong going to Florida because mm. apparently he had a landmark deal and then they didn't want to keep him, so they must have had something there. But mm-hmm. um, for me personally, I'm I'm very excited to see Hydron uh, coming across from Florida and Sir Majed as well, honestly. As as a Florida Ooh. fan and a Toronto fan, this roster is, is a dream for me because you, it's, you know, some really important pieces of florida from last year coming across yes i'm so. i i i don't know if we'll see much of sir majid unless there's like a double support thing because og and ultraviolet is kind of like that yeah combo wombo one and two yeah for sure yeah. hey um the only other news vancouver exists i mean crickets that's i don't know you know and i i like, I don't know what they, what they announced. Like, they are creating some content. They floated this idea. Oh, would it be cool to have players or the coaches go to different Vancouver landmarks? And would you be interested in watching videos like that? And it's interesting because stuff like that has come up so many times in Titans Discord. And it's like they don't pay attention to what's said. Um, but hey, I'm not going to knock the organization creating content, trying hey. to engage the community. Just- what do you mean? Aren't you getting the Pathfinder, uh, SMS to your phone no. every week? <laughs> no. No. Uh, is that is that still happening? I, I'm still getting it. Oh, I, I have not gotten one since I signed up last year. <laughs> I actually, there's a part of me that wonders, did they, did I get deleted? Mm. I, think I mean, I don't know. Went out of their way to just anyhow. destroy you? Like from the database? <laughs> well, no, no. Like, I mean, there... It, I so in my real world gig that I used to have that sort of type of information in the industry as to which it's used to acquire it was where I worked. So I kind of have an idea of how these platforms operate, mm. and there are means to purge people for reasons. Mm. So, anyhow, the payload has been pushed. It's time uh, for us to dive into the fray. If you happen to follow Sean Miller's Twitter account closely, you'll notice that he talks about uh, uh, traditional sports in the offseason uh, more than he seems to talk about the Overwatch League. But he does tweet out occasionally things like he is making a salad for Zoe. Um Essentially, the tweet was a, a tease to a, a community update that was going to happen early in the new year. This is on January 23rd. It is now January 31st. And it was like the final touches and it'll go live. It is not yet live. It's going to probably happen Feb 1, right? Mm. Wednesday. I mean, that's generally when things occur, right? Well, they had that other thing today, so they couldn't double up. No, I mean, sure, but I'm not suggesting (laughs) it would have come out today, but like you're, it's, it's the tease before the tease. The countdown Um, to the countdown. Yeah. But 
if I were to hazard a guess with the community update we'll talk about, it'll probably share as to when the season might start. Yeah. Um, you know, Fingers Adam crossed. may or may not have said April. I mean, that he deleted that tweet and then did he actually with something else that happened? Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. He, had, he, he, <laughs> he, there was like, it was like three different things. It was uh, like him tweeting from like a, the plane on the way back from Europe or something like that. Um, I don't exactly know the, <laughs> but it comes out. And so people are like, Whoa, April, 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 April. Like he didn't say it's going to start in April. He's like an April start. He I think. Oh, four slash 2023. And then that disappeared. Oh, classic um, Adam. Gotta love it. That's funny. But I mean, there are still a lot of question marks because it sort of ties into what is now official. If you are an overwatch player in China, you are doing one of two things right now. Panicking. One, not playing Overwatch, or two, using a VPN that gets you past the wall to play Overwatch Ooh. on a phenomenal ping. That's probably illegal, too. Well, okay. I, I don't know enough about the geo geopolitical climate in China. However, as it has been explained to me, if you happen to live in one of the special economic zones, you have some freedom to do things like VPNs and what have you without a greater level of impact, whereas like in the rest of the country, not so much. Interesting. It kind but of makes again, sense. I'm, I could be talking out of my butt here for all I know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, well, I, I mean, VPN. I know I spoke last time about the fact that. Oh. Yeah, out of my VPN, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said last time I had heard that people were playing Valorant before it officially had their publishing partner. So I'm sure it's not unheard of, but, uh, Oh no. And I, but like, imagine these teams having to play on ping. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, Hey, they did, did at least one season of it. Right. <laughs> sure. But ping on ping, like yeah. how, like ping how on ping, I mean, you got to figure that they're, they're, well, I was going to say they're playing against people in their own region, but if you're in a VPN, then that's a defeats the entire purpose. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that it, gets rid of the region. So I guess not connected through Seattle. <laughs> yeah that'll be bad um i i'm looking forward to some news that's my honest opinion like i wouldn't have been hyped if it makes sense as much if there wasn't that silly short salad skit you know they they, they went out of their way got soy to come up and do this little thing like let him cook thing that's prevalent yeah. now so it, there must be something there I, i'm hoping there's more than just you know the starting date uh, maybe. They, oh no, I think there will be more than that, yeah. but I would have to think that's at least there. Yeah, for sure. The timing seems right. I think. Yeah. The, um, you know, question though on the, on the China side, we don't know where these teams will be playing. Like if, if let's say special economic zones allows for some flexibility, um, Shanghai and Guangzhou are special economic zones. So they have some freedom. Maybe, I don't know. Loopholes. Um, are they, are they all relocating to Korea? And is that, if that's the case, I don't under, I, I don't have no idea what visa situations are for, you mm. know, you know, Chinese citizens going to Korea or teams based out of China yeah. who have citizens from other countries getting visas. Um, I mean, heck, look at the Philadelphia fusion in years past who had a heck of a time getting players visas in Korea. Now, granted two years ago, little bit of a different situation and all than uh, now, but I mean, it, 
there's all that. And then there is the, the rumor that's, you know, running rampant that, uh, the Los Angeles Valiant are coming back to LA. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, right. That I can't imagine that's happening though. Yeah, I would have never agreed. I would have never, you know, agreed with anyone who told me Philly was going to no longer be Philly. I was just about to say that'll happen when Philly becomes Seoul or something like that. Mm. Well, I still, I still find it so funny. The, the Los Angeles Valiant, for all intents and purposes, have absolutely nothing to do with Los Angeles other well, than they were name. playing the, the Philadelphia the Fusion are, are, are no longer in existence. They accepted, you know, yeah. what they, you know, transformed into the Seoul Infernal because, you know, Soul could, I mean, yes, yeah, Soul could have many teams. Why not three Soul teams? The Soul Valiant, the Soul Infernal, and the Soul Dynasty. The, the Soul Soul. No, they should do like a Soul Soul, you know, like S O U L. That'll be confusing I as like hell. That. Or S O L E. The Soul Soul. <laughs> soul Soul. Like a degrading name. <laughs> no, okay, no. The you Soul Soul, like S O L, like as in Sons. What? There's a fish. SOL yeah. is a soul. Yeah. Sun. Days oh, on no, Mars. I was talking about the fish. Oh, SOLE. Yeah. Not like but the part see, that's of a too shoe. close to the SOLE of a shoe. Yeah. I was talking about soul like the only. You make oh, that your name. Yeah, you put SOL. In English you put the is soul. confusing. You put the soul in front of the soul, and you're the soul soul. soul. You see what I'm soul, see soul. What I'm saying? You're the soul soul. Soul soul. Soul soul. The soul soul. But then now, if you're now the it's sounding a little one, French. You, you could be the soul soul soul. Soul, soul, soul. Soul. Can we also like? Soul. Gosh, we need we need Overwatch League news. This is just this is this is the, the state of the podcast is in right now. And there's also Dora de Pasola. Like one this. word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should start up a. Uh, barbershop uh, <laughs> quartet. Well, I guess it's not a quartet. It'd be a triplet. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, technically, we could have a fourth person join us on the show. So, just for the know. singing. If part. that's you, sign up. Let's get Sam um, back. <laughs> oh God, I can't imagine <laughs> Sam would sing. Um, Overwatch <laughs> has had a whole lot of news. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Sam- hold on. Wasn't he actually the the only one who? sang on the podcast at one point yes so there you go he did sing on the show he we actually <laughs> he he i i had a sam singing it played out an episode there you go yeah. um so as far as overwatch news is concerned and we talked a little bit about this but uh the overwatch world cup's returning this was sort of what we got into a little bit last episode uh more news has come out uh, just uh, just under a week ago as there being 36 selected countries and regions um and ultimately uh from there you know play-ins play-downs and eventually a live event which i honest to goodness think will be a return of blizzcon mm-hmm. big stage uh, xqc team canada will be <laughs> showcasing the pve mode during one of canada's matches because pve may still be in development by the end of this year i don't know um aaron keller came out late last week uh with a post that talked a little bit about uh communication and saying yeah we're gonna we're gonna do better communicating to all of you I find that what they do is they say, we're going to do a better job communicating to all of you. We communicate for two straight weeks, like something every day, live streams, AMAs on Reddit, what have you. And in silence, 
for a couple of months, at which point, hey, we're going to communicate more five days in a row. Silence. But um, Aaron comes out and says, yeah, we're looking at ranked mode. Um, and he's like, the new ranked mode suffered from poor comprehension. Uh, it was I, our I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's what he's trying to imply <laughs> as being the problem, but yeah, our fault. Um, so he comes out and says that then, uh, on Monday or was it Sunday or whatever day it was? Yeah, Monday. Um, essentially they come out with greater detail as to how matchmaking and what happened will work and how, what they're doing and ranked and how often you'll be able to now see your score so you know you still need to get your payback but at least now you know more clearly how much you're losing and how much you're earning back over time i i I mean i'm just glad they're getting rid of ranked emotions and and to be real though that's kind of like the thing you'd hear from a manage from management that uh if they do experiment with bringing your salary down every every month and then oh you got to just work your way up to what you're worth and then be, they'd be like no it was just a problem of of comprehension yeah well <laughs> i mean it is a comprehension problem and just so that we're all clearly comprehending when these decay changes occur not with season three season four, starting with season four which allows okay. for the opportunity to be delayed because of reasons that could cause delays is that from the update today that it would be season four yeah so they if you read their um uh, part two plans um they say here's what we're seeing and ranked here's the direction we're taking moving forward and then um they then say what we're doing in the future and what we're doing in the future is that we've heard your feedback and confusion around seasonal rank decay and rank resets starting with season four. We're planning to remove seasonal competitive rank resets and all current and past seasonal rank decay there. Mm-hmm. So season three, you'll still lose your paycheck and have to earn it back. Sure. And by season four, you'll get to keep it. But I would hazard a guess. It'll be a lot harder to get a raise. <laughs> well, Did. so <laughs> instead of it being a decay, It'll be a Washington a much tougher grind. Did they did they say when the changes for the adjustment in your placements will be? Because I I saw all of this. It was actually pretty substantial. All the stuff they talked about, and one of the things they talked about was adjusting the number of wins required from seven to season five. Three. That's season three. Okay. That's season just, three. Okay. So I just missed the decay part not coming until season just, four. Just Got it. win, okay. win faster, um, and you'll be good. No, I, I, I try to win faster. <laughs> and then uh, today's post, which which came out, uh, talked a little bit about uh, what they got from from the past season. So. Um, they thought Ramatra did really, really well. Lots of feedback was positive. Real fun hero. We realized that his ultimate in the right situation never goes away. So now it's got a 20 second cap. Um, it could end earlier, but at least no longer than 20 seconds. And having experienced that on, on, um, <laughs> um, a, a payload map in overtime that just once the alt pops, well, it's game over. You just can't. Can't get anywhere near the payload. Wow. Because the alt's just, you have to run there and he gets to go and keep that alt charging. 
Yeah, it's kind of silly that they capped it at at 20 seconds though. Like it's 1 2 3 Yeah, it's a four, huge amount. 5 Well, 6. Okay. <laughs> you get my point. No, but like but I get your point, but the thing is is that the to- the cap is doesn't necessarily get hit cuz to keep the alt active, you need to have a an enemy engaged in it that happened a lot where nemesis it sphere or whatever that's, it was. that's like why they came out with this cap. what are you talking about mm. the hit the hit boxes are true to form <laughs> yeah i guess they are um and then apparently they'll tune them a little bit um as well uh which we'll talk more about when those patch notes come out uh battle for olympus um they thought that it did really well and then uh it was pointed out to them that uh one they didn't expect that every one of us would want to go and get every single um title which is interesting in a game that you have to normally pay for everything the stuff that you can get for free, you don't think people would try to grind for and then realize what kind of grind did you ever create in this? So I think, you know, they've come to the realize, hmm, got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also then came to the realization <clears throat> that apparently uh, certain types of kills didn't count to the uh, the actual event. Um, can't fix that, though. Um, they're planning on doing seasonal events still but then have come to the realization that people are like dude i've played these seasonal events for every season since overwatch one came out they're not that exciting anymore Mm -hmm. um so they're thinking of maybe figuring that out a little bit better uh we talked about the rank update um they're introducing credits or reintroducing credits so (laughs) they have heard that on rsp we've been complaining that playing the game doesn't feel that rewarding and so to give us rewards, they're going to give us legacy credits. Now, what you, may, you ask are legacy credits. Well, those are those credits that you can use to buy Overwatch 1 um, cosmetics mm-hmm. that you may not have already purchased. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know. There might be some Overwatch 2 stuff you could buy, but they're, they're not going to be things that you can tangibly use towards a battle pass or anything of that sort. But they also understand there's people like me who still have, you know, six figures banked and uh, that this is a change that matters very little. Although, again, the dopamine hit of me looking, I got credits, yay, duplicates or whatever it might be. No duplicates um, now. Hmm? No duplicates now. You don't have to worry Well, no, that. I know. But like, it's still <laughs> the fact that at least I saw the credit was that yeah. little dopamine spike, right, that yeah. I got. There was something back. Um and they want to add or improve upon systems that will celebrate players match to match as well as cross seasons. And yeah. they're exploring their on fire system to highlight when you've been impressive within a match and, mm-hmm. and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a, a conversation that the devs, I think it was Aaron and another one on a podcast, which honest SVB. to goodness, I, okay. Yeah. And, you know, questions that were asked is like, well, why, why do we have to, why does, you know, all these skins, why are they so expensive? And their answer is, well, that's how you pay for the game. Like if they're for free, then, you know, there's no money being made here. And, you know, their belief is free to play has been very successful. And I'm sure it is. I bet you in the metrics, I bet you their numbers are up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, cause yeah, free to play anyone and anyone can play it, but. And it would be hard for them to be down from where the game was pre <laughs> Overwatch 2. Yeah. <laughs> But did you see how long it takes to to do a legendary skin? A legendary no. or a mythic? Uh, they said legendary. Mm, I don't know. Five months. To like to design one, make one, design one, design really? one. Jeez. And so, 
if, if, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they have multiple skins going at any given time, but if it's a five month to, right? period of time, cool. yeah, well, they, yeah, exactly. But like, if it's five months, that sort of suggests that any type of change that might occur there is like late 2023, not to suggest that they're looking at changing that. Um, I, I, I genuinely wonder what the long-term vision of the game is to keep the numbers up. Cause they did acknowledge it in the podcast where they said, if the game doesn't feel fun, like if people don't feel that they're, they're receiving a reward or they feel that it's too hard or it's grindy because mm-hmm. they acknowledge their battle pass system was different than most others out there. Mm-hmm. That if people lose that level of enjoyment, they go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But I still don't understand why they don't go and look, you know, across the hallway at what, you know, Activision did with Call of Duty and that battle pass mm-hmm. and said, Hey, here's a way to go in and, and make it feel somewhat rewarding. Um, like we've talked about licensed cosmetics. Yeah. Like there are so many opportunities here. Um, throw David Hasselhoff on a Rhine skin. I'd be running around in a, in a red speedo tomorrow. Be, I'd buy it 25 be, bucks, whatever you, I need to pay. You'd be the only one. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you already have a similar skin for Torb. You got to rock that. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> but the problem skin. is it doesn't, it doesn't serve the same point because <laughs> I am no, like then actually I have found in flex I'm getting a greater number of DPS spots lately. I don't know if something's mm. changed, mm. but I am getting a greater number of DPS spots, which is awesome because apparently DPS is always the problem. And no matter what <laughs> hero you pick, you're bad at it. Unless it's Junkrat, and then you're just trash. <laughs> Welcome to the DPS experience. Explains why I'm uh, DPS main. Oh, I, I, I've... Uh, there's a part of me that wonders if them talking about MMR and, and skill-based uh, matchmaking and all this jazz has somehow convinced people how awesome they are and <laughs> that in quick play, the matchmaking uh, actually takes all of that into consideration and is broken. Like, I honestly don't know, but like I had a match today where someone picks a Ramatra and I'll be honest, was feeding his brains out. <laughs> I got, I got no problem. I, if it's a new player, experienced player, I don't care. Play the hero you want and have fun. But then goes into chat and is saying, switch off of Moira. You need to go on Mercy. And <laughs> I, I paid by zero dollars. I can play whichever character I want. Well, I didn't, I didn't say that, no, but I said, hey, say it's that. quick no. play. I'm playing the heroes <laughs> that I enjoy playing. If you, if you want a Mercy, Wait, can we put yourself in the support next can queue? Can we uh-huh. start a discussion about how you enjoy playing Moira? Dude, it is like so much fun. Like, okay, I I'll admit I will go and get aggressive as a DPS Moira from time to time, but I've I'm much more selective. Like, and I'm not like the DPS Moira who's like hanging out with the uh, red team supports. <laughs> I'm getting the final kills. Like, I'm oh, I'm yeah, going after you. that pick. You don't the escape. I get strong. you. Exactly. Um, but like, I understand the heal is where it's at. That's how I generate my alt. The problem is I don't think enough people realize that Moira's charge rate for her heal is horrible. 
Like I actually was curious today. I timed it. How long do you think it takes to go from zero to max heal without using your, oh, without your DPS mm, to charge it? Oh, it's slow, right? Like the idea was purposely to 15 seconds. You're supposed to want to put out 40, 40. It's it's slow. Yeah. It's 40 seconds to go from zero back to max without using your, your, your right click (laughs) to to charge it. What the hell? It is. And so, I mean, I get what, like, you know, Jordan brought up. It, it's, it's purposely like that. Cause I remember when she launched, man, dude. Oh, yeah. I'd just be, I'd be yeah. spraying. There was <laughs> golden showers, everyone. Everywhere. Oh, gosh. And then I'd throw my, you know, yellow ball of shower goodness at people. That's also a golden shower, but Tor only in excited. space, you know, it, it just comes out as bubbles. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, 40 seconds to go from zero to max. And I don't think people realize that there is a reason why a DPS Moira exists. It's because they've exhausted the heal and they're trying to actually keep you alive by getting just that little extra tick. But yeah, Um, Hmm. I I, again, I I got into this last episode, probably the episode before that. You know, I'm going to start yelling at clouds if I continue to go down this path as to the toxicity exists in game. But I am happy that they're at least acknowledging some of the the concerns that that the community have been raising. I am happy as well. My my one complaint that I haven't really seen anyone bring up at this point is that on the original roadmap they put out, they said season three would be the launch of PVE. PVE? And I haven't and seen, I haven't nothing. seen anyone, not even content creators, bringing that up, and it blows my mind. And Wait, I'm left sitting here being launch like, "Look, I get it; it's a competitive game." Of, but was I the only person that was excited to see what this was and excited to play Overwatch in a different way? Because it sure feels like it. Because nobody's talking about the fact that if you go pull up those original roadmap images they put out, they put out that season three was going to be the launch of PVE. And that's a part of well, why I didn't buy the season two battle pass is because I was thinking I'm going to save my battle pass, my, my coins from the watch point pack for when PVE is out so that I can guarantee I'm going to get that stuff. And in, in fairness, they didn't actually say season three. So what did they say then on the, on the roadmap, they listed seasons one and two. Uh-huh. And then the third was future seasons, 2023. Oh, they actually say future seasons. And so season and one, season 32 probably has that. happened. <laughs> probably right. 2033. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they say in 2023, new heroes, new maps, new modes, new skins, PVE begins. If it launches on December 31st, 2023, yeah, the roadmap they... is still correct. I'm going to dig through the archives and find something where they said, Season oh, they three. may have. I had convinced myself they said season three we would be getting this, and I was like, "Wow, February, that's close! See? Like, that's soon!" And Just, and it, I was excited. If if they said it, which well, sure, um, they may, during yeah. the Twitch builds a map um, live stream, mm. it was shared that there are campaign maps in mm. development. Like that's the only okay. sort of word. And then I was reading on, I think it was on Reddit. Someone had shared this and they're like, yeah, no, if you look at the reaction of like the moderator, 
when that got shared, that was a nope moment. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like I hadn't heard that. You know, yeah, they showed a really but, pretty India map, I think, when they spoke yeah. about this. But uh, the fact that we have heard absolutely nothing about PVE. Well, and I'm pretty sure in that interview Aaron Keller did recently, I want to say it was with like, it was, it was a website I'd never heard of and NVE, something like that. The, the one that he did recently, he mentioned it. He very, he briefly said like, yeah, it's coming. Like we're working on it, but it's hard or something like that. And that was the only (laughs) notice of it that we'd heard really. Hard thing is hard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it goes to show how cooked the BlizzCon let uh, Let him was. cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think at this point they've burnt it. They may have taken it out of the oven. They may have restarted. Like, it's not like there's a, a 60 minute timer as to which they have to plate their meal and show it to the judges. Yeah. I mean, Maybe Jeff just took it with him, you know, all this code, just <laughs> packed it up in a suitcase <laughs> and left. Yeah, that's, that's what he did. He had a, he, he, all of, you know, the, the PVE mode existed on a 20 CD set. Um, and there was just a singular version of it and he took it with him. You know, yeah. God, do you remember how, like when you had to install games that come in, like there were six CDs oh. and you had to like, the, the coolest games were the ones that made it playable after like two of them had installed and then you could play to a point and then, oh, okay, now you have to install X if you wanted to do that. Yeah. I, I still have so, my uh, copies of World of Warcraft when it released. The first game was yeah, like on four CD. discs. Wrath was yeah. like six or something. I, I think when I moved, I purged them. No, now that I think about it, actually, Wrath, I think, was the first one. They discontinued CD format, and they were only doing it in uh-huh. DVD format. So it was only Discontinued. Two get it? Get it? But discontinued, that's right. That's when right. When was it that they pivoted over to digital only? Do you know? Do they not sell physical copies anymore? The last, so I think it was like, I bought like Mists or whatever, and mm. inside was a card to punch in a code. To oh, redeem, wow. like, and I, was, I remember there was another title I bought. The box was huge, and inside of it, yeah, was like a a, a, a notepad, right? The collector's yeah. notepad yeah. and a piece of paper with a code. That's funny. I think well, I it's, have, it's, I have up to Cataclysm okay. physically, but say, now I'm curious but, if it came with discs or not. Yeah, like mist because I'm trying to think the last one that I went and f- bought a physical M. I want to say it was mists. Um, but I, I've been off and on the wow bandwagon so many times now I've, I've forgotten, um, completely off the rails here. Isn't it strange that the Nintendo switch games are these small little postage stamp cartridges, but they come in a much larger case that has the insert for instructions that, or whatever that don't exist. Yeah. Such a huge amount of plastic too. And and all that packaging. Yeah. Jordan showing us his cataclysm <laughs> CDs right now. And she sort of let me phrase that cataclysm DVD. It should be CDs. in a museum, DVDs. Jordan. <laughs> I keep these things. Okay. They have sentimental value. I get it. It's very, very true. Yeah. When I but moved yes, to I Canada, I had to purge all my big boxes. I had like Grim Fandango. I had Monkey Island. There were, 
glorious. Yeah. Hey, I mean, this is not that type of podcast, but if, you know, the league ever fails, maybe we'll pivot that direction. Um, see, uh, what's the, the couple that was behind Sierra apparently are, are back in business again. Uh, um, I've read something, something recently. Yeah. I forgot. Anyhow, man, the number of games I played the early days of Sierra. Yeah. Sierra and Lucas arts. Hell yeah. You know what uh, Blizzard needs to bring back? The Vikings thing? Lost Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> I did not play much of it. I, I A little bit I tried it when it was like, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 well, years ago. I, well, I know, 15 or 20 now. No, not I mean, when it was been... like fresh off the press, but oh, during the days of Brood okay. War, I think I did try it a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, like... It, Lost Vikings was during like the Lemmings heyday. So, anywho, I don't know if we've lost Alex or not because he's frozen. Oh, there he is. He's back. He's yeah. still here. Yeah. Anywho, so here we are. End okay. of a show. It's been an hour. Probably, what, 20 minutes of Overwatch content tonight? That's not bad. <laughs> We'll be back in in two weeks, maybe. Um, we are in the process of trying to line up some conversations uh, with Toronto Defiant. Uh, we are trying with the Vancouver Titans, but they're a tough organization to, I don't know, get in touch with. <laughs> but, hey, it's something we've continued to try to do each and every time, and well, they eventually we get someone. They stripped your title in Discord. So, well, yeah. I mean, so if you Damn. don't belong to Vancouver Titans Discord, um, you didn't know that this is a captain, but they went and they like redid a lot of their channels, but they eliminated a bunch of roles that existed in the community, and one of them was a community figure role. The community figure role is something that I had had from like day one. I think Omni got it like day two. Um, in the Titans court community and it's gone now. Like there, it doesn't exist. Um, but along with that, there was, I, there was at one point sort of like access. So like I could, there were things I could do, like I couldn't edit or anything like that, but yeah, it's all gone. Um, I completely get that. Take all of that ability, but the color, I miss my purple. Yeah, I do. I get it. In fairness, I don't have the community figure role that exists in uh, Defiant Chord, but I never did. <laughs> um, the or com- I think it was community was what it maybe. Called. But I am considered a super fan. Maybe they just like uh, brought down you know the roles so that every time the season restarts, we grind again and we work our way back to the <laughs> community <laughs> figure. <laughs> you know, to encourage engagement. Oh. Yeah, I I mean, ultimately, the people that were there when those roles were created, they're all long gone. Um, in fact, I think the only sure. original mod from that server, Dre, um, is the one left. Like, every other original mod from before it was a Vancouver Titan server, they're long gone. So. I forgot about Dre. Yeah. <laughs> Locked in uh, Eminem's basement. <sighs> 
So what final words of wisdom do y'all have for everyone this week? Uh, well, since we were already discussing uh, multiple CDs and old video games, I'll just want to, you know, tell you all happy Final Fantasy VII day. And yes, January 31st. Yeah. So January not the day 31st. listening to, but you knew about the this, day man. we are recording. It's also um, the original release date kinda, from um, 1997. The fact that it's January 31st so it's made official and it was all over in my Japan, timeline today and no, it reminded heart, me. So Fair enough. Happy Final Fantasy never heard of Seven Day, everyone. It anywhere, nothing. Best game ever made. Sorry, Overwatch. told me today. Jordan? Final words? Well, so I was just thinking the other day. Um, you remember a few weeks back we heard that the Titans are changing their their colors or their, you know, logo, their brand, their brand colors, who knows brand. Yeah, sure. Well, well maybe colors. And, and speaking of changing colors, um, did you guys hear about the chameleon who has trouble changing colors? Uh, no, no. Oh, he has a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> oh man. You know, next thing I know, Ami's going to start talking about chickens or chameleons crossing the, court and you never know this is this is what happens when you start telling jokes like that oh <laughs> man you know when it comes right down to it guys i'm actually you know omni talked about it being final fantasy 7 day earlier we were talking about the fact that uh, um, we think the Overwatch league might start in april but really what it comes down to i'm just afraid for the calendar its days are numbered hmm <laughs> <laughs> yep, they are, aren't they? <laughs> oh, this was way more funnier to me than it should have been. Yeah, that's that's when you know you're way tired. It's, it's the ha- yeah. That's what happens when you have an infant or transitioning into a toddler. Sleep just goes out the window. And- yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, on that note, it's- Liam is now sleeping mm-hmm. entirely through the night, which is great. So can't complain. Oh, that is that is big. It's huge. Um, huge. Yeah, we uh, did. I ever share the story that uh, with Baby Force, we we were told to wake her up every few hours to feed her, including overnight. Oh, we were told the same. We did not do right. That. <laughs> and well, we 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 did because she like when she was discharged, she was she was underweight at the time, and so we were very religiously mm-hmm. feeding. And so we go to a, a public health check in, and um, the nurse asked, "Does she sleep through the night?" Well, she would, but we wake her up, and she's like, "Why are you doing that?" If she's sleeping through the night now, mm-hmm. let her sleep. She'll wake you up if she needs anything. And so mm-hmm. from that night on, we slept real well. But what age was that? Oh, she was like like five months, six oh, months. Wow, that's it was early. phenomenal. Yeah, Doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> now, now she's probably still gonna be up. It's like, you know, pushing 9 30 p.m. and my daughter's probably you know ready to party still mm-hmm. I, I kid you not I, there are nights where i'm in bed before my daughter is it is scary yeah i blame my wife <laughs> night owl anywho we'll be back again in two weeks time probably um we may or may not have news as to what's going on in the overwatch league i think the titans and the defiant have probably shared any announcement that they're going to share until such time as the season sort of gets settled um otherwise i think they have until march before well 
Defiant are in a good spot. The Titans need one more. Um, we're trying to line up our interviews. Already said that. But yeah, if you want to take part in the conversation with us and everyone else with RSP's community, discord.io slash ready set pwn is the place to go. You can see our entire back catalog of our podcast at readysetpwn.com. And you can also follow us on all the social media platforms at ready set pwn. So on behalf of myself, Chris at Lightforce, Omni at Omni Strife, and the host of the One Man Watchpoint Watch podcast, the original one, the one that is still the One Man Watchpoint, not Watchpointed or Pointed or Pointer. Um, yeah, catchphrase. Oh, wait, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam. Forgot that. Catchphrase. <laughs> Thank you.